1929 Boys and Girls Clubs of El Paso Empowering Kids podcast is all about shared stories as we make a difference in the life of kids who need us most. Topics include community needs, success stories, special guests, and more. We hope you enjoy listening to our podcast. As Crete's parent and community engagement coordinator, Mariana Gutierrez Vega is responsible for identifying and inspiring community members, civic leaders, and most of all, parents who care about El Paso's education ecosystem. She is also responsible for developing and providing them with the tools they need to become powerful advocates for great schools. Mariana was born in Ciudad Juarez, and at age 11, she and her family moved to El Paso. Mariana holds a bachelor's degree in communications with a concentration in public relations and a minor in political science from the University of Texas at San Antonio. She also has a master's degree in public administration with a concentration in public policy and management from the University of Texas at El Paso. Mariana has been committed to the El Paso community through various roles. Before joining Creed, Mariana served as a partnership specialist with the U.S. Census Bureau. She established partnerships with federal, state, and local governments, community leaders, nonprofits, and faith-based organizations to develop strategies to ensure a complete count in El Paso County. She also supported operations in Arizona, New Mexico, and West Texas. Before working with the U.S. Census Bureau, Mariana worked at the United Way of El Paso County as her fundraising assistant and later as the community engagement coordinator. In her roles, Mariana managed and led United Way donor networks and oversaw the implementation of the Community Impact Agenda. Mariana's volunteer efforts has ranged from assisting with fundraising efforts for Teleton USA, volunteering at church by distributing food and donations, and volunteering with different nonprofit organizations in El Paso and Ciudad Juarez. She believes that if everyone works together towards a common goal, they can achieve great things. In her new role at Creed, Mariana is excited to empower and engage parents by giving them a voice in the decisions affecting all El Paso students and providing them with the tools to become advocates for their children. Help us welcome Mariana Gutierrez Vega. Good morning, Mariana. How are you doing today? Good. Thank you for having me. I'm thank so happy to be here. Thank you for being here. Um, I wanted to to start this off by you telling us a little bit about yourself. Of course. Um, well, my name is Mariana Gutierrez Vega. I'm 31 years old. Um, I was born and raised in Ciudad Juarez, Chihuahua. By the age of 11, my family and I, well, we moved to El Paso. So we've been here since I was 11. Um, yeah, I just love to work. As you know, I love to Thing, to dance, just give to my community. Um, I think that I come from a family that it's always like giving, giving, giving to the community. And that's something that it's in my blood. So that's something that I really, really love. I'm the oldest of four. So I have three siblings and I have my husband, <laughs> but it's over there. And right now, so happy and hopefully having a baby soon for next year. Yes. Congratulations. Thank you. How how does it feel to be in the process of being a brand new mother? It's crazy. <laughs> like it's like yeah, I just can't believe it yet. I think like once I have like this baby bump, like a big baby bump, I'm gonna be like, okay, we're gonna be a mom. But I'm like I'm happy. I'm excited. I'm I'm glad. I'm glad. Yes. It's a great journey for sure. Yes. 
All right. So tell us a little bit more about your professional career. Of course. So, like I told you, we moved to El Paso when I was 11. So I'm just gonna go a little bit back so you can understand, you know, how everything went. <laughs>、um, so when we came to El Paso, I was in school in Juarez.、Um, I didn't want to come to El Paso to the school because, you know, you're young. You're like with my friends. I love to be with them. Just enjoy the time. And、um, I was an A student. I just love my school.、Um, but my mom, when when I finished tenth grade, she was like, "Mariana, if you're gonna go to college in El Paso or the United States, you have to go to high school in El Paso." And I was like, "Okay, so I'll do that." I came to El Paso, and、um, I just had some couple of. Things happened during high school.、Um, even though I was supposed to be a junior, they were like, "No, no, no, you're gonna be a freshman." Why?、Um, they di- they didn't think that I could pass my tax. You know, in that time, it was a tax, not the star test.、Um, and they were just like, I- "We're not sure if you're gonna be capable of doing that." But I was like, "Of course I can." You know, I knew that I was capable of. You know, I'm like, I'm an A student. I know everything. I took chemistry, algebra. I'm like good at all of this.、Um, but they were like,、mm-hmm. and then、um, you know how we are. Like sometimes I was like, "No, I'm not gonna let this happen." Like I have to graduate, you know, right on time.、Um, so we went to the district. And poor my parents, they didn't、um, speak English at that time. So even though they didn't speak English, they were with me. You know, they went to the district. I translated everything.、Um, but I mean, they were like, "There's nothing you can do. The only thing that you can do, you can go to this alternative school in the afternoons, so you can retake all those classes."、Mm-hmm. So basically, I did high school, the four years of high school, in two years. Wow, I know it was crazy. So I went to America's High School in the morning, afternoon. I went to my house. Once I was done there, I ate something, and then I went straight to the other school. And I think it was like from five to eight. So imagine, for me, those two two years, it was just oh, I was just so tired. I didn't want to do.、It. You know, I had a lot of opportunity just to be like, I'm done with this. You know, maybe drop out. I don't know, but I was just tired of it.、Um, but I was like, no, I can do this. My parents supported me. Like they were like, you can do this, Mariana. We know you can. You're here to do amazing things. So I was just like, okay, I'm just gonna do it. I'm just gonna do it.、Um, after two years, I graduated high school. The only thing that happened there, and it's part of my history, because if I'm gonna talk about my professional life, is that. Because I had to do, you know, those four years into years of high school, I I wasn't involved in school. I didn't participate in extracurricular um, curricular um, classes. I didn't know anything about financial aid. I didn't have the time to go to my. I went with my counselor, but to talk about different things, not college. And in my mind, I was like, my only option is UTEP. My only option is EPCC. I didn't know that there were other universities, and that I had the possibility of going to those universities. You know, yes. I 
I remember that I used to see like my friends that they were like, oh, I got this scholarship, I got this, I got that. And I was like, how did they did that? Because I didn't know anything. Because I was so focused on doing this other thing, you know, trying to demonstrate the school, the districts that I could do it. But they also forgot about that aspect, you know, show me that about college, the universities, financial aid or anything like that. So for me, it was kind of like frustrating. Not yet there. I was like, I just want to graduate. Mm -hmm. But um, I applied to UTEP. I got a scholarship because I graduated early. <laughs> um, and then I went to UTEP my first year of college. And then I decided to move to San Antonio. And um, I applied to UTSA. And then I got accepted. And then I was like, mom, dad, I want to go to San Antonio. And they were like, we keep that. <laughs> like, if you're going, I mean, we don't have, you know, the money to help you. I mean, it's going to be just you, you know, on your own. So I was like, I can do it. You know, I'll do it. I mean, I know I can. So basically, they were like, okay, we trust you. I had a friend over there. She was my roommate. And we found like this apartment. It was like, I paid like 400 a month something like that so it was kind of like dope um my parents they just gave me money for one month wow i know and they were like find a job i got to san antonio in a week i got an interview and then i got a job in school so i was like perfect that's where everything started uh -huh. um I was 19, you know, living on my own, you know, paying for my college or my gas, um, food. It, it was tough, but it helped me a lot to be a good administrator, right? With yes. my money, with everything. Like, I think it was like mature for my age, um, but it was just an amazing journey. It was tough, but I really, really enjoyed it. Um, I study in San Antonio. My bachelor's is in communications with a concentration in public relations and political science. And um, I was so active. What I didn't do in high school, I did it in college. So I was, I created this organization called Mexicanos N, um, where we promoted, like we helped all, all our Mexican, you know, students to get scholarships, to get opportunities to, you know, all of that. Um, I volunteer, I was part of political campaigns. So you will see me with all these candidates over there in San Antonio, walking, talking to people in the Mexican consulate. So I was so active and for me, it was something, I just felt like so empowered, you know? I was like, this is what I wanna do. You know, I wanna be with my community, I wanna be with the people, I want to talk to everyone around me to see how I can help them. Um, so that's how my passion started, right? Mm -hmm. I graduated and my plan, it was just to continue. It was just to continue, you know, my path in San Antonio, Austin, so, um, but life happens, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, the year, my senior year, my dad took me to San Antonio. He was, I was the daddy's girl. So he took me to San Antonio and then he missed his flight. 
Um, so he had to stay one more night, which I, I'm happy that that happened, right? Because mm -hmm. we were able to go and have a burger. We saw movies. He slept like with me in my bedroom. We, we were watching movies and everything. And then the next day I took him to the airport. And that was the last time I saw him like good. Why? Because a week after that happened, my dad had a heart stroke, a heart attack. <laughs> um, and then they call me. And actually, I was in a party. <laughs> um, they called me. They were like, Mariana, this happened. And I was like, like, I'm going right now. I'm going to drive. Mm -hmm. You know, I was like, well, it's my dad. And my mom, my mom was like, no, 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 no. Just buy, you know, a flight and come home. So I did that. The next day I was here in El Paso. Um, I went straight to the hospital. Um, my dad didn't. Yeah, he got two surgeries. Um, it was just, it was a lot for him. So he passed away. I'm sorry. Yes, he passed away like two days after I got here in El Paso. And obviously that changed my plans, right? Yes. I was so excited. I was like, ah, I'm a senior. I'm finally going to graduate from college. But for me, it's always family first, right? Yes. So I knew that my mom and my siblings needed me. So I stay here. I was like, okay, I need to do something. I called the university. I was like, I need to withdraw. I need to be with my family. The good thing is that I, since I work in the university, I knew a lot of people there and they helped me. Um, so I stay here in El Paso, funeral, everything. And that semester, like I see here, I got a job here by Cielo Vista in a, in a store of babies. It, but that it was baby something. Um, baby Saras? No, no, it wasn't baby Saras. Um, it, it was like a small baby store. So they gave me a job because they knew like all the situation. Um, and I even thought like, I need to stay here because my mom needs me. My, my siblings, you know, my dad is not here anymore. You know, I need to help them. I need to support them. And then when you're the oldest, yes. you feel like that responsibility. And then my dad, he used to show me everything, how to pay the gas, um, you know, the bills, everything. And my mom didn't know that because <laughs> my mom, my dad, la tenía chiple. He took care of everything. Everything. You know, he was just like, I'll do it. Don't worry, gordita. Blah, blah, blah. Everything. So for us, it was really tough. So my mom talked to me, my mom worked and everything. And she was like, Mariana, you know that we've, my, your dad and I, we've worked so hard for you guys to keep going, to do better in life. You can stop here. We're gonna be okay, don't worry. If something happens, we'll let you know, but you need to continue with your life. You need to continue with your school. And I was like, oh, it hurt my like, heart, right? But I was like, that's right. I mean, they taught me that. Yes. You know, that I have to continue if I want to be someone, if I need to, you know, do things in life, I have to just continue. And my dad will be proud of me. So I was yeah. like, I'll just go back. So I registered for um, the spring semester and I went to San Antonio. It was just, it was tough, but it was worth it. So um, that last year, it was just amazing. I had a lot of opportunities with the 
you know, political campaigns with my organization. Like I grew a lot. So and I was volunteering, which I tell everyone, you have to volunteer to know what you want to do in life. That's something really important. Um, so I graduated in December of 20, 2014 or 2014. Yes. And then I was like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going home. I'm going to be there for this, you know, for a little bit, a month. Then I'll come back to San Antonio. I came back and I was like, I saw how everything was in my family, in my house. And I was like, uh-uh, I can't leave them again. So I came back to El Paso. I was like, okay, if I'm coming back, I need to learn everything about my community. I have to know what's going on in my city because I knew everything about San Antonio, everything. Yes. But I didn't know anything about El Paso. So it was okay, I need to educate myself. What's going on? What's What are the issues here? Who are, who's in charge, you know, who are elected officials? So I could just see, you know, my possibilities here in the city. So it was a tough <laughs> change, but then I decided to do my master's. So I enrolled in UTEP. I did a master's in public administration with concentration in management and Yes, but yeah, it was an MPA. So I did that for two years. I said, well, I had a job in the university as a graduate assistant with the Center of Community Engagement, yeah. which I love them, they're the best. <laughs> um, and during those two years, you know, it was so helpful to be in that office because I was able to connect with nonprofit organizations. I was in charge of looking for community work study students for them. So I had to learn what all these organizations were doing. And that helped me a lot to get to know my El Paso, right? Get to know what's going on, what are the needs. And I just loved it. I was like, oh, you know, because I love government. I love, you know, being in that. But I was like, maybe the nonprofit sector, it's also part of it. You know, it's all connected, basically. Mm -hmm. So... I graduated um, in 2017 and then because of my connections again, because I volunteered, because I was connected with the community, I wanted to learn more. I knew a lot of people, so I did a lot of networking. And because of that, I got my first job with the United Way, a El Paso County. Ooh. That was my first job, real job. Um, and then I had a job with um, the U.S. Census Bureau. Uh, with a uh, federal government. I was a partnership specialist, uh, which I loved. Again, it was all community, talking to the people, presentations, getting to know our community partners, businesses, which I love. I love to talk, and you can tell I've been talking a lot. <laughs> um, and then after that, um, you know, I got this job with Crete, which is a nonprofit here in El Paso. So tell us a little bit more about Crete and what you're doing right now. Yeah, so Crete basically, it's it's a new organization here in our community. They started in 2014, but it was like super small. Um, we didn't have programs, we didn't have anything. But later on, um, like in 20, I wanna say like we've been active, active like for five years, four to five years. My program is the parent and community engagement. You know, they realized that it was really important to, you know, to engage the community in so many different ways. So they opened that um, 
that position, you know, and they were like, okay, it's time to engage with them. But basically our organization, um, you know, we want our goal is like for all students to have access to high quality education. Like no matter where you live, no matter in which school you are, you have to get high quality education, right? Yes. And that's basic, right? Everyone should get that. So that's something that we really work um, as an organization. Again, for me, my part in this is just trying to engage our community partners, businesses, government. Like, hey, this is really what we need in El Paso. We need the best education for our kids. And it's a teamwork, you know? We have to work all together to get that. Um, so I've been engaging, you know, parents and um, I've been identifying our community partners like you guys, right? But something really important that has changed in our organization is like acknowledging that parents are really important in our work. Why? Like I told you my story, my parents were always there. They were my support, right? So they keep me going. So parents, parents who are empowered, right? And that they know everything about the education of their kids will guide them to success and will ask for the best for them, right? Yes. So that's something that we do here in the organization. We're just so happy. Um, we're growing poquito a poquito, right? But it's an amazing work just being with the community, trying to find ways to support them, empower them, providing them with resources that could be helpful for them. So yeah, that's something that we're doing right now as an organization. That's great to hear. Yes. So, um, I want to go back to your story sure. and that how you talked about all of these uh, different things that happened, but that story is very, uh, it repeats itself. Yeah. You get to see that story in our community mm -hmm. here in El Paso. Mm -hmm. Does your story have to do with your life choices and how you want to empower next generations? Of course. And even just by having this job, <laughs> you know, um, when I got the opportunity, when I saw this opportunity, it was like, like the Mariana of high school was like, Mariana, do it. You know, she was <laughs> telling me like, Mariana, you have to. Because for me, it's something personal, right? Every time I talk to a parent and I'm helping them, I feel like I'm helping my parents back then. It was hard for them because they didn't speak English. They didn't know how to, you know, get into the education system. You know, they felt like, you know, they were like scared of asking, you know, and always, you know, the language barrier. So for me, having this job, it was just like, let's do it. Cause I, this is a way for me of giving back to my parents, like back then, yes. empowering them, you know? I know that my parents, they wanted to help me, but they didn't know how to. They didn't know they didn't know what to do. You know, they didn't have those resources. So right now it just feels wonderful, wonderful that I'm capable that I can help other parents, you know, from all the school districts. You know, I have parents calling me at 10 p.m., 8 p.m. and I'm happy to answer those questions because they need the help, right? But definitely everything that had, you know, that I've been through in my life I don't regret it because that's why, you know, it's 
it made me who I am today. Yes. Even though it was painful, I lost my dad. It was just, it, it was like a tornado. Like I always tell him, it's my novela. <laughs> right? <laughs> and I'm like, I, I love to be always like the protagonista. Like I like it. Um, but it's part of life, you know? And I think that's the beauty of life. Yeah, yeah sometimes you have like this beautiful story, everything goes well and everything, but sometimes that's not the case, you know? And just because something bad happened to you, that doesn't need to define who you are and what you're doing in life. You can do a lot of amazing things. Everyone is capable of that. And I've seen a lot in our community that a lot of people, they don't feel that. They're like, well, this is what, right. you know? So when you have, you're talking about mentality and how, you know, there's situations that happen to all of us, right? Yeah. yeah. Situations that we're placed in, but there is a difference. There is a crossroad. Either you decide mm -hmm. to use it as fuel or you decide to stay where you're at. What advice would you give to a parent or a child who is in that position? You know, they're about to make go one way or the other. What would you your advice to them be? So don't be afraid. Just go for it. You know, if you don't try, you'll never know. What's the worst thing that could happen to you? You know, someone you don't say the language right, right? <laughs> or like, no, you know, like that someone telling you, no, no, you can do that. Well, okay, I'll go to the next door and the next door and the next opportunity. You know, there's always there's always an opportunity for everyone. You know, you don't have to be afraid. Just do it. Go for it. You know, it doesn't matter what society says. It doesn't matter what people say. It doesn't matter. You have to believe, believe in yourself. Like for me, it's always been like that. Like I could be like when I, I was in college, like I will have like just 20 bucks for one week. And it was like, no pasa nada. You know, like <laughs> everything's going to be okay. <laughs> you know, eating Subway of just avocado, you know. Um, but everything went well. Like you have to be a little bit more positive. You don't have to be hard on yourself. You know, that's life. And then if you take it in a negative way, then you're gonna lose. So you have to keep going, keep going and don't be afraid. I mean, if you listen to other stories of people that, you know, that have been successful, they also have their own stories and hard stories. So you have to be the difference, you know? Remember it like, just believe in yourself. I think that's something that I really tell them. And for parents, I'm like, they're always say, they, they always tell me, I want my kids to be better, better than me. Yeah. I want them to succeed. I want them to do more. I want them to, you know, go outside of Paso and just grow and do amazing things. So if parents believe in their kids, their kids are going to believe in themselves too. That's helped me a lot with my parents. They were like, yes, you can. I, I was always like, yeah, I'm going to make a novel, I'm an artist. And they were like, of course, you can, you know? They didn't say, no, no, it's cierto, no, you know? Yes. Uh, no, 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 Mariana. No, 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 you have to support them. You have to motivate them. You have to, you know, push them. 
And I know that it's sometimes it's hard for parents, and I know it too. My parents always work, right? My mom and dad. It was like working since you know 7 a.m. They will get home till 6 p.m. So I was in charge of my uh, siblings, but that they didn't stop us, you know. Even though they were tired, even though they, they were always there for us, you know. So there's no. Um, I mean, yeah, just support them. Just be with them. It doesn't matter if it's an hour. It doesn't matter if it's 30 minutes. Just let them know that you're there for them and that you're your, their number one fan. That really helps a lot. It gives you that, um, like that safe space, you know, where you can just recharge and then just go out of your bubble and continue. But don't just remember that Again, life, it's not all like uh, rainbows and butterflies. Exactly. Um, there's always going to be a hard day, a bad day, a good day, an amazing day. Just go day by day. And I mean, a bad day will not define your path. You have just to continue. Sometimes we're like, ah, todo me está yendo mal. Everything's going like, you know, not like I want to. But then if you realize, in the whole year, 365 days, maybe you just, you just got like 20 of those days and the rest of them, they were great, right? So we need to change that perspective. We need to believe in ourselves and we need to know that it doesn't matter where you, who you are, if you speak English, Spanish, whatever, um, if you come from Juarez, from other city, whatever, that doesn't define you, you know, just continue with your path. You can do amazing things. We are all capable of doing things. We just have to make our choice, right? Yes. So, so what advice would you give uh, if you were to go back and see all of the things that, that you needed when you were growing up? What advice would you give to our children, right? Imagine a 10-year-old little girl or uh, a 10-year-old little boy who are in that crossroads. They're, they're in life. They're facing challenges, many of the challenges that you and I faced, right? Uh, Spanish being our first language, yeah. uh, not being accepted because it's you're, you're a Spanish speaker and all of these different scenarios that sometimes bring you down, you know, as a kid, you're dreaming big until things come crashing down or people try to bring reality into the picture and and then your dreams kind of don't look as vivid as you thought they were in in the mind of a child what would your advice be to him or to her just be patient sometimes we want to eat the whole world right like oh god like my husband he's 31 he's like i feel like yeah that my time is up like i have you know i'm like no you're barely getting started you know um just to be patient. Um, don't give up on your dreams. Look for options. Um, like for me, like I knew what I wanted to wanted to do until college. And uh, volunteer. Get out of your bubble. Go out there. See what's going on in your city, your community. See where you fit. Right? For, for what's your best fit for you? Um, are you communications? Are you engineering? Do you like math? So it's kind of like exploring yourself. 
So you need to explore who you are first, what I want, what I need, what I, what I want to be. And then you'll figure it out. But you have to be patient. Sometimes it's, we live in the life that it's like, we're always running. We want to be the best. We want to do this. We want to do that. And we just forget about a lot of things. So we just need to, I mean, I will tell them just to be patient, enjoy the ride, you know, try to go out there, try to learn, you know, from different people and not just your bubble, right? Because that's something really big when you have the opportunity to beat someone out of your social circle, right? Out of your friends, like your, your group of friends. So that will help you a lot to define who you are and what you want to do in life. And also don't listen to everything, you know, so all the people that says like, oh, no, 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 you're good at Madden, that's it. No, don't do that. You have to get to know yourself first and be honest and true, you know, to yourself. Because you, at the end, it's not about like what you're making. Obviously, everyone wants money, right? <laughs> yeah. But it's also like what you love. Do you, do you really love to come to your office every single day and do what you're doing? Cause that's, I mean, that's life too. You don't want to go to a job where you're always like mad and you know, I don't like it. And you can be making like six figures or whatever and you're just not happy. So you have to be true to yourself, be patient, you know, and get a lot of information. If you have opportunity to go to other universities, do it because you need to experience, you know, that as well. And and that, I'm glad you bring that point up because, you know, as part of our culture, and I'm not, gen I'm trying not to generalize, but um, you can tell me how it was in your opinion. You know, sometimes parents are a little bit scared, right, uh, of the first generation that's going to go into college, right, especially with with our Mexican culture. Like, no, you have to stay with me, right? You have to stay, don't go, don't go because of, it's an unknown. Um, what advice would you give uh, to a teen, uh, to an 18 year old who's about to go in that transition and doesn't want to defy their mother or their, their father? Sometimes they're just scared, like, what is going to happen to Mijito, to Mijito? Oh. That was with my parents too. You know, it was just like, are you gonna be okay? I mean, do, you don't even have a car because I didn't have a car, Anthony. <laughs> so I was just like, uh, I'll figure it out. My roommate is gonna take me. So what I did with my parents, I was like, okay, I have to do this. Do you remember that you told me that you want me to be, you know, someone? Do you want me to succeed? This is my time. I need to learn, you know, this by myself. And um, I think it's really important to have that conversation with your parents. You know, um, if you're thinking of leaving, maybe just preparing like, hey, I'm looking into scholarships for this university. You have to show them because sometimes parents, they don't know how university works. They're scared, yeah. right? They don't know like, I mean, where are you going to leave? How does it work? I mean, do you have everything in the university? So you need to explain them everything you know um obviously it's another school you have to show them like you know they have these programs they offer this they offer what i want to study mom you know i'm gonna live here in the dorms i'm gonna they have food they have um 
work study where I can work and study at the same time, you know, so you need to tell them everything, give them all the information. Because sometimes parents are like more like, no, 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 no. But it's because they don't know how it works. They don't know sometimes things about college. Yes. They didn't have that opportunity. Maybe they knew about Mex Mexico, you know, like how everything worked there. But in here, it's a completely different situation. So obviously it's normal that when you don't know something, you're scared. Yes. So you have to provide them with all those resources. And that's also something that we do in here in the organization. We talk to parents about college, what they do, scholarships, financial aid. And sometimes they're also scared about the money. Right. We don't have the money to pay that. How are we going to do it? How are, how are we going to support you? So that's also part of you as a student. Like, okay, there's opportunities. There's scholarships. And you can find scholarships all over the place. You know, scholarships, $500, 300 1000 2000 And everything counts. Everything's going to help you, you know? So just try to talk to your parents, um, you know, and tell them everything about your choice, your college, what you're going to do your plan, degree plan, whatever, and they're going to understand. It's going to be hard at the beginning, but they're going to get it. And this last question is, you know, we're moving in a positive direction um, as Mexican-Americans. You're, you're starting to see, you know, in Hollywood, you would see um, what would be the representation of an equivalent of a Hispanic woman? Let's see if you if you see the same thing that I do on a, a Hollywood film. El acento. Yes, yes the accent. Like and and what, what would their professions <laughs> more than likely be? Yeah, they're not like professional, you know. Yeah. Right? A maid, right? And all of these other things, um, custodian, so yeah. that you wouldn't have the professional image Correct. of Mexican-Americans, but now we're starting to see a transition in that, of right? Because we are uh, becoming first and second and third generations of successful people, and that is changing. So what would you tell someone who has a platform because of our children, they're becoming su successful professionals. They're going to reach a point where they're going to have a platform Correct. to represent Correct. who they are, their struggles and where they come from. What would you tell them about that platform and how to best utilize it? Of course, and that's, that's a really important thing to mention. Um, like I said, you're capable of it, capable of everything. For me, like I never thought in my mind that I was going to be with all of this in San Antonio, with Tim Duncan and in, in the house, you know, in a fundraiser. I never thought that I was going to be in the Capitol and that I will get there and then the state reps will be like, Mariana, you know, <laughs> never in my mind I thought about that. You know, I became a U.S. citizen when I was 24 one years old. Yeah. So you know how everything is. And sometimes it's really hard just to be out there. And even as a woman, yeah, I want to say that because um, 
it's hard. I remember, and I'm gonna tell him, maybe I'm gonna go a little bit longer, but I remember that I was in this campaign, political campaign, and they will be like, okay, Mariana, um, help us with the calendar. And I was like, why? You do it. Because I'm the only girl, you know? <laughs> Because they have like beautiful, and I'm like, I don't want to do it. Do it. You know, they will assume things for you. And that's not right. You know? Yes. So I think that people should know, um, you know, it doesn't matter like if you're Mexican, whatever you are, um, or a woman. You can do whatever you want, Mariana. You can do whatever you want, Evelyn. You know, you're capable of. And then don't be afraid of who you are. Don't be afraid that you're Mexican, American or whatever. You know, just embrace it. I embrace that. Like I, in my presentations, in every interview and everything, siempre se me sale el español. And I love it. I love to speak <laughs> Spanish. It's part of me, you know? Yes. So I'm not gonna hide that. Because it's part of who I am, you know? It's part of my history. And people should know that, yes. you know? And if we don't show them, you know, who we truly are, and we don't embrace who we are as a person and where we come from and whatever, I mean, we'll never gonna have, you know, people will never understand all of this, yes. you know? So for me, and even in my jobs, speaking Spanish, being Mexican, it helped me a lot yeah. to connect with my community, to reach the goal of the organization or entity that I work for. So just do it. I mean, embrace who you are, you know? It's just so beautiful. You know, you're showing yourself, you're showing your true colors. Why should you just, you don't have to act or you don't have to try to be someone else, you know? Because that's a lie, you know? So people should know who you are and they know that, okay, well, this Mexican girl, she's capable of doing amazing things, you know? Yes. So that's something that the kids should know right now. Okay, don't be afraid, don't be embarrassed. Or sometimes like, I'm a man, okay, you know? <laughs> no, just be grateful, you know? That you're able to speak two languages. That you're, you have two different cultures, which it can help you a lot in your professional life. For me, it's been so helpful. Even in San Antonio, mm -hmm. I had to translate. I have to connect with people, you know, then you know, that barrio in San Antonio. You're the bridge exactly. between two cultures, exactly. right? And the more languages you know, exactly, the better. And you want to know what the beautiful thing about this is that if you're over there in the top, you know, with people that are like, like right now, you know, I have the opportunity to be in the same room. Um, with entrepreneurs, you know, like people, businessmen that are like big here in El Paso. And it's just like, you know, it's like, wow, I'm here in this room with this, you know, all these people that are so successful, like I'm getting there one day, you know? Yes. Yeah, I'm 31, I still have a lot to, you know, to give. Exactly. Yes. So when you're in that position, I think, and that's something that it's beautiful, um, you can just, Go back to your community. Go back to people that are like you. Give them the hand and help them as well. Don't keep everything to yourself. If you're being successful, 
if you're, you know, if you're doing amazing things and, you know, you can be that um, role model or you can represent, you know, your people, just look back, go with them, give them a hand, help them. And don't forget where you come from. Exactly. Exactly. Always, always help them because there's always opportunity for everyone. It's not a... It's not a competencia. How do you say competition? Yeah, it's not a competition. There's work for everyone. There's opportunities for everyone. Let's just help each other. I think that will make the best, you know, scenario possible when everyone helps each other and we just help, you know, help you succeed in different ways. We need more good things in our life. We need more things in our community. We need, you know, positive things. So let's do that lift each other up, right? Yes. Always. Always. Mariana, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for being Thank with us you. today. Thank you. And for all the parents too, if they are, if they want to have some resources to be engaged in the education of their kids, they can just go to our website, uh, which is creed, it's C-R-E-E-E-D.org. And they're going to find all the information there. Uh, so they can just join us and be part of this amazing resources and parent workshops and parent talks. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> A few takeaways. You are here to do amazing things. You are capable. Don't be afraid to try new things. Believe in yourself and keep going. Life is not always rainbows and butterflies. Learn from different people outside of your social circle. Get to know yourself first. Don't be afraid of who you are and don't hide it. Let your true color shine and be your authentic self. Thank you for listening.